What's up, church planners and church planning enthusiasts? My name is Jared Huntley, and I'm with my good friend and fellow planter-in-arms, Matt Hess. And you are listening to In the Trenches, a podcast by everyday church planters for the everyday church planter. So whether you're on a you're a lead church planter or you're on a church planting team or you're just a fan of church planting, then this podcast is for those of you who want to get in the trenches and advance the kingdom of God. Matt, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. How you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. I'm doing very good. You sound a little stuffy. Got a little head cold, man. Yeah. Got something going around. You know, you get something uh, with a family of six, somebody gets it. Somebody else is going to get it. That's true. So, you know, uh, Erica is the culprit, I think, in this case. I think she's given to me. She texted me just a minute ago right before we came on and came on and uh, she's like, I'm feeling great today. I'm feeling a lot better. Like, how I you, guess she got rid of it feeling? and gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it works, man. Yeah, it's part of it. Yeah, that's part of it. And yeah. yet you got to get up and keep doing it anyway. Got to right? keep doing it. Yeah. Got to keep doing it. Yeah. Got to keep on keeping on. I don't know where that came from, but what, is that a, is that an actual <laughs> song, or did you make that up? I don't know. It might be. I, I, I might have pulled it, it from somewhere in my youth, but I, but I think I probably just made it up. You probably did. <laughs> you should stick to church planting. I should stick to church planting. <laughs> man, we're going to uh, the great state of Iowa. Next yeah, month. that's right, uh, man. Yeah, I guess next almost Ames, next month. Iowa. It's gonna be fascinating. You know, I've never been to Iowa before. Oh, is that right? I got family in Iowa, actually. Um, really? Shout out Newton, Iowa. Yeah, they're in Newton. Okay. Um, which is not too far from Des Moines. You know, I've never been to Ames. I know, uh, you know, you being a Texas Longhorn fan, me being an Oklahoma Sooner fan, like Iowa State, the Cyclones playing Ames. You know, that's a university. That's uh, a university. Iowa State. Yeah. Never heard of them before. They they beat us last year. They beat Oklahoma. They shocked the, the uh, world and beat I'm us. I'm joking. I've heard of them. Uh, yeah, man. But anyways, um, so yeah, heading to Iowa. That's going to be fun, dude. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. It'll be good. Hitchhiker's event. Um, yeah, man. They're, they're, they're doing some Cornerstone Church out there, I believe is the name. Um, doing some really incredible things in terms of university multiplication, planting churches and Man, I'd love to. I'd love for us for the fellowships to get more involved in that. You know, we have universities around us, of course, a couple, and um, I would love. Some guys are doing some good, good things already on campus there, but I'd uh, love to learn more. But yeah, they they they're trying to get guys who are uh, multipliers more involved, mm-hmm. and not just university guys, um, to kind of collaborate and um, yeah, and just kind of get together. I, I think the the most fun I have at these kind of events is. It's not always the actual event, you know, yeah. it's actually the, the actual content. It's the, um, although you can learn some good things, obviously we're always learning. It's just getting around other multipliers mm-hmm. and apostolic types and learning and, and, and just throwing things out there and say, we're doing this and we're doing that. And you get done, you got a notebook of things you want to go home and implement. So yeah. it's, it'll be a lot of fun, man. Glad yeah. you're going to get to come. Yeah, man. It's going to be good. Yeah. Um, well, any good stories this week? Oh man, I'm trying to think. Um, wow, you're kind of boring when you're sick. I am boring, man. I was in a discipleship. <laughs> I was in a discipleship meeting before this, and um, the guy was a sob and was like, I, "I was like, man, I'm out of it today. I'm sorry." But he's like, "You are out of it," <laughs> and I was like, "I am. I'm sorry." No, nah, man, I don't. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, actually. So I guess I'm gonna have to pull the weight this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck, <laughs> listeners. Buckle up. <laughs> Jared, to tell you, I'm just gonna sit back with my coffee, my sinus medicine. How about well, you, buddy? Anything, uh, anything exciting? Um, well, I, yeah. I mean, yesterday was good. We uh, we've been trying to, you know, uh, 
uh, obviously get out in the harvest quite yeah. a bit this week. And we went out yesterday. Um, we went out. So uh, you, Joshua McKay, who's yeah. one of the church planning residents yeah. in, in the Fellowships Network, the network uh, that, that Matt leads and that I'm a part of. Yeah. And, um, so I met Joshua several months ago at, at an event and he had church planter written all over him. Yeah, the man. dude's just, he's already. And he's uh, getting shaped though. He's a little flabby. Yeah, he he really does need to get in shape. I, I'm trying to work with him, but he won't. He won't. He's just not listening. So I don't know. One Jared we'll tries do. to tell him he's got to do more calisthenics. Yeah, I do. He's not listening. But anyways, no. Josh it, is a bodybuilder, by the way. Yeah, Josh is. Josh, uh, dude's a freak. Yeah, he he's a very very big man. Did he tell you he's got me on a meal plan? Did he tell you this? Really? Yeah, he's got me on a meal plan. This is the second week I'm, I'm doing it, and I'm sticking with this thing to a T. And dropped four pounds the first week. And, Congratulations. Um, yeah, it's like a keto-based thing, and then you do like a carb refeed okay. on Sunday. And I'm like, all right, my cheat meal day. And he's like, nope, you don't get that for three weeks. And, oh. <laughs> and so like a cheat meal is like some rice. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> so you get it. Or, or like some pasta. Uh, I'm just... Or, pasta. Yeah, pasta. 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 <laughs> yeah. Nice swimming pasta. <laughs> That's how they, they say up here in Canada, they don't say pasta the way it's supposed to yeah. be said. They say pasta. And like if you're in Boston, that's what you would call your pastor. Pasta. Pasta. Pasta Jed. Wicked good, wicked good summon. Good summon pasta. pasta. <laughs> this thing is derailed. <laughs> so you were out in the harvest with Josh. Hey pasta. I listened to your sermon in my Mazda. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this is what would happen oh, if man. I tried to. If I tried, my to carry, son is medicine's kicking in, if man. I tried to carry this thing's gonna get this thing's gonna get wicked awesome. My sinus pills are. <laughs> hey, kicking I'm actually in. going to Boston a week from today. Really? What yeah. are you doing out there? Who are you um, going to, go to? I'm flying to meet my dad and my brother, and we're gonna go watch the Astros play uh, the Red Sox at Fenway Park. Very cool. Yeah, man. so it's just like a little two night trip. Wow. Um, so my dad was like, "Hey, I want to fly you to Boston and go see an Astros." You're game. like, I "I'll, said, I'll yes, let sir. you fly me to Boston." Yes, sir. I, you bet. I'll be there. Man, so. there's some church planners are doing some awesome things in Boston. God's moving in Boston. Yeah. Um, so those, those guys are great. Yeah. And then I'm getting to, um, in a month we're our church fellowship, Boston, we're taking our first mission trip to Salt Lake city. Yeah. And, uh, I'm actually going to be, uh, we got lunch scheduled with, uh, with, uh, Travis Kearns, who's the, the yeah. city missionary there in Salt Lake. Yep. Uh, so I'm looking forward to hearing what, uh, what God's doing there. Yeah. In Salt Lake man. City Travis is well. a good guy. That's yeah. awesome. So, so tell me about the harvest. Yep. So we went out and I really like going with Josh because Josh was huge. And <laughs> I know that Second Timothy one seven says that God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but one of power, love, and self-control. But I'll be honest, it's a lot easier to implement that verse when you've got a giant man yeah. in the harvest with you like that. The funny it's thing like about super it is super intimidating. He, the funny thing about it is like he's you know, he's like got all these tattoos and he's bald yeah. and he's super ripped. He's like but, a teddy bear. But he's like a teddy bear. Oh, he's yeah. so soft spoken. He's like, Hi, oh, my sure. name's Joshua. Okay. Oh yeah, like I'm. <laughs> so nice. It's funny because I, I like I was definitely doing more talking while mm -hmm. we were out. You know, like I was yeah. kind of the aggressor, I guess you could say, yeah. in terms of sharing the gospel. But I think it's kind of like you know, you're like one of the. I'm like the you know the you know the pair. What was the movie um, uh, where you know you'll shoot your eye out? Oh, a, uh, a, a Christmas, Christmas story, right? Christmas story, yeah. Yeah, and you know the two like she bullies. Out, kid. You know the two bullies, and there's like the little runty kid and, <laughs> yeah. and his friend who's like the bigger bully, <laughs> yeah. and the little runty kid's like sitting there, you know, like talking smack because he's yeah. got his big friend. That's Are you kinda, the runty? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like what I was. I was, except I wasn't talking smack. I was sharing yeah. the gospel. Yeah, but anyways, it's good. It was good going out with Josh. But we <laughs> we met this guy who, um, and God was just you know, all over yesterday. We, yeah. we got to share the gospel quite a few times. We met this one young guy that, uh, 
I could just tell, like, as he was walking up to us, I told Josh, I was like, we need to talk to this guy. And it turns out, as we begin to share with him, he told us that he was like, it's crazy that you guys are talking to me because I just prayed uh, about two weeks ago, wow. as, uh, telling, asking God, like, God, I want you to come, I, I, I want to come back to you. Yeah. Um, and I, and I'm ready to, uh, to, to basically to, it, I don't remember exactly how I said it, but to go to the next level in my relationship with you, yeah. but I don't really know what to do. And Dude, that's then amazing. he has us cross paths on the street and he was this guy that we wow. met was just blown away. He was like, yeah. and I told him, I said, man, this is no accident. Like God heard your prayers wow. and, and God loves you. And he knew, so cool. uh, you know, so it's just, yeah, really neat, man. Man, God is always at work around us. Always. Hey, you know what? I do have a, when you were telling a story, it reminded me of something last week, uh, Jermaine, uh, wall and I, one of uh, another, one of our residents, we went out over to Pickering and, you know, we, we weren't having a lot of success. And then we came across this guy. He was out working on his truck, got into a conversation with this guy. And this dude asked us, he's like, well, let me ask you a question. And do you believe in multiple dimensions of the universe? And uh, I was like, uh, I was like, absolutely. <laughs> and so I'd already shared the gospel with this guy, you know, and he was kind of taken back, you yeah. know, and he's like, I was like, absolutely. He's like, oh, so you do. You're a believer in, in multiple dimensions. And like, he was like, started talking like matrix type stuff, uh -huh. right? Jermaine had a better understanding of the things he was talking about, you know, because I think Jermaine's into sci-fi stuff maybe a little bit okay. or whatever, but... Uh, maybe he's not. I don't know. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not either. But anyways, um, I was like, yeah, I was like, and then I, I, I told him like the spiritual world and the physical world mm -hmm. completely used that like the spiritual yeah. dimension, spiritual go. realm. Yeah. You know, there's evil, there's satanic we forces. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. <laughs> yeah, dude, we gave him the whole thing, man. And he's like, <laughs> okay, you know, but it was, it was interesting. It just like, he, he, he was like, uh, he, he was talking about these five dimensions or something. And, mm. um, and I had no, I, I was like, sounds okay. like Mormonism to me. Yeah, man, it it was the celestial kingdom and the terrestrial yeah. kingdom and the yeah. telestial kingdom. And the, yeah, and all the others. You, yeah. You've been studying up on that heading to Utah. well, mainly my wife. My wife is Jen like she's turned into like an occult animal. Like yeah, like she's like she's apologetics you, queen. You, oh yeah, you sick her on somebody who's in a cult, and yeah. good luck to that person because yeah. she knows. I think she knows their beliefs better than they do. So she's yeah. really been, she's gotten passionate about just helping people who are stuck in, in deception and in darkness so like much, that. It's so much fun to see when your wife gets passionate about something or when, or when mm -hmm. she's knowledgeable about something. I remember one time this guy, when we first moved here, this dude we were talking to, sharing the gospel with, and he was uh, like a hardcore evolutionist. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, he, he, he was really well educated, you know, and, uh, you know, for our listeners, my wife has a science background. You know, she's a medical molecular biologist. No and big deal. No, no big deal. Just a genius. Just a genius. And uh, <laughs> and so, like, he he's he lays out all the facts. Mm -hmm. You know, and man, I watched Erica just like cut this dude into pieces with so much grace. Yeah, like everything everything that he tried to bring up, Erica's like. Well, actually, you know, but yeah. she, she did it like only she could, you know, and it was so, <laughs> it was so spirit led anointed and stuff. Yeah. And the guy's like, Oh, you know, this happened, that's that same thing happened with us. With yeah, the, man. The Mormon missionaries that we yeah. had over for dinner. Yeah. They were, yeah. Cause that, so they, we had these Mormon missionaries that tried to evangelize one of our new believers and Ooh. he, and he was, Remember that. if you know this guy, you know, like he's just very friendly and, yeah. and you know, like willing to talk to anybody. And so yeah. he, they met him on the street. This was like a week after he had gotten baptized. 
And he's like, oh, sure, I'll meet with you. And then he just happens to mention it to me in passing. Like the next yeah. day, he's like, oh, by the way, I met these Mormons and I'm going to meet with them for coffee. And I said, oh, I'm coming with you. I was like, I'm <laughs> yeah. not letting you go by yeah, yourself. Yeah. And then Jen heard and she's like, oh, can I come? Can I come? Yeah. And so we went and we had coffee with them and we ended up, we just basically let them talk the whole time. Yeah. We're just like, okay, what do you guys believe? Tell us. And then we asked a couple questions, you know, and like, yeah. and um, asked them some questions that they, you know, I think they were made them go off script a little bit. Yeah. And then we invited them to our house for dinner and man, those poor guys, they yeah. came over and Jen just like, Jen, she, yeah. she knew she had yeah. like in a matter of weeks, she knew their, the book of Mormon better than they yeah, did. Man. And just like, it was always amazing. be ready so, to give a defense. Yeah. So like now we're, she's reading through the kingdom of the cults book, wow. like cover to cover just yeah. for fun. Like that's what she does for fun. And so we'll be yeah, like laying cool. in bed at night and she'll be sitting there reading and then she'll go, did you know that you know that <laughs> Jehovah Witnesses believe this? Let Swedenborgianism believes that you know. Da, 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 and I'm like, what Sweden? What? <laughs> what is that? For so, they anyways. make a good watch. Well, we should probably we'll talk about the topic. Bro. Yeah. So, uh, well, today we're going to talk about what you should do in preparation for your launch. Oh, good one. Yeah. So. Um, you know, we've got, uh, we've got a guy in our network who's preparing to launch right yeah. now. So that's one of the reasons I was thinking about this yeah. is I was just thinking about him and, and kind of that process and, and, um, you know, thinking back to, uh, you know, our, you know, the preview services that we did yeah. and things like that and what our launch was like and, uh, and, and just what we've learned since then. Yeah. And, um, yeah. so I thought it'd be a, a good thing to talk about cause there's probably a lot of guys listening that, mm -hmm. um, uh, are preparing to plant or are thinking about launch. preparing to plant, or if not, then, you know, maybe you've already planted, but you, you know, you have friends that are preparing to plant or you're part of a network like we are. Yeah. Uh, and so I thought it'd be a good thing to cover, um, just to talk about kind of that, I don't know, that six to 12 month period where you're leading yeah. up to the launch, where you're six to 12 months out of your launch. Uh, what do you do? Um, uh, so, uh, I guess kind of, Starting off, Matt, what would you say off the top of your head are some some things that planters need to keep in mind to be getting ready for that mm. launch day? Man, this is a great topic. I there is nothing more important than to have the mentality of a harvester mm -hmm. and that those beginning times. You 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 have to be anytime the weather's good, if the weather's not good. Uh, you got to find a town center or what we call malls up here. You have to find a place where you can get the gospel to people. You've got, I mean, I see it so much. I mean, like in, in that beginning, those beginning months, you know, you're creating DNA also into the culture of your church. So anybody that comes and joins you, if you have this, like, let's just wait for previews and then all these people show up and, and whatever, like you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, even more importantly, you're not, you're not planning a biblical church, um, you know, you have to be in the harvest. You have to engage lost people. Yep. You have to be in relationship with lost people. Um, you have to, you have to get a, I would also say this, you have to get a pattern. And what I mean by that, you have to get some rhythms yep. that you just refuse, refuse, refuse to go away from, mm -hmm. you know? So like, um, whether those are social media patterns, whether those are, um, harvest patterns, whether, whether those are, um, you know, coffees or whatever it is, you know, service patterns. And what I mean by that is, okay, every Monday, this is when I'm going to post something on social media. Every Tuesday, this is when I'm going to go and serve a local school or partner with a nursing home. Or mm -hmm. every Wednesday is when I'm going to be in the harvest. And, you know, 
we're talking about co-vocationalism. And so we get it, you know, like you got other things you're doing, you're working and stuff like that. So it might not be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but spacing it out and having those rhythms that you refuse to go away from. Mm. And I think the number one thing we see over and over again is failure for consistency. Yeah. You've got to be consistent. And I think you guys are a great example of this, right? You, um, you know, you, you, you're finally starting to see some fruit. Like mm -hmm. the, you guys have seen fruit from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, don't get me wrong, but you're starting to see some really big things, some good things happen. And I just believe it's because you're being consistent. You've done the same consistent things over and over and over again. Um, persistent and, consistency, persistent consistency, man. You, and you have to, um, uh, you have to be unwilling to go away from those things. Yep. You, you know, we, another way we say it all the time in the fellowships is bang the drum, mm -hmm. you know, like don't stop banging the drum, like do those things that are going to reach people. Yeah. 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 That, that you can't, guys get so caught up in all the other things, mm -hmm. you know, that they stop doing, they, that's why we always say we don't want to start Sunday morning services. We want to start churches, but guys can get so caught up in you know, what it's going to be like when we have a crowd of people coming mm -hmm. versus being in the harvest, you know, mm -hmm. on a regular consistent basis. Yeah. And I think that's part of the, the hang up to like, you know, there's probably people listening to this who have a, a host of different, um, opinions on yeah, method on church playing. Yeah. You could be wrong if you it's want okay to. It's okay to be wrong. <laughs> just to clarify, if you disagree with Matt and I, you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But there's a host of different, you know, uh, ideas Absolutely. about Methodolo church planning, yeah. methodology, things like that. And, and one of the things that I think it it can be tempting when you start talking about like launch service or preview services and things like that, like yeah. a sometimes that can carry a connotation that that this is a um, you know, seeker friendly type of a, yeah. of a deal. You know what I yeah. mean? And that, uh, but if that's only the case if you're not in the harvest and yeah. you're just depending on sending out. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, flyers and then expecting people to just walk up into your, you know, gym, school gym or yeah. your movie theater on your preview service days and on your launch day. Right. And I think that, you know, like when we talk about, you know, launch service and preview service, um, I think it's important for us to communicate like what we mean by that. Yeah. Like what, like what is a preview service and why do we do them? Yeah. And why do you have like a launch service? Like what exactly yeah. is that? Well, I, I think a preview service is what it says it's a preview you're, preview you're, of what though? you're giving a preview of you're giving a preview for the people because here's the thing especially in our context we talk about doors all the time what are front doors how are people in other words how are people going to get connected to your church the kingdom you know um whatever and some for some people they might you, you share the gospel with them for example the the terminology we use they're a yellow light you know they you share the gospel with them you knock on a door you share the gospel with them they're like you know what this is intriguing to me i'd like to know more Th that person might really be interested in coming to your preview service mm -hmm. because they see okay there's some these are the things people have told us by the way not just our opinions um but people okay we see some you're you're a valid place you're not a cult like we were talking about mm -hmm. earlier you know like you're an actual church you're, you're normal people mm -hmm. you know and so it's a preview service is an opportunity to um share vision on a broader scale mm -hmm. it's to invite people into a bigger level to teach them you know, some of the things that we envision that we really want to see continually as we start more church center network, 
as you're reaching lost people and then more people come into those preview services, you're able to teach them some of our evangelism tools, right. how to get into the harvest, teaching them their oikos, how to engage with their community. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you can start churches with people you can start churches with people who are seeking, who yeah. are curious. And I think that's what a preview service can really bring uh, validity to. Mm -hmm. and, and, um, and then, you know, on just a real practical side, leading up to your launch with your core team, there are some things mm -hmm. that you have to get down. You, you, you have to, yep. you get technology down, you mm -hmm. know, your slides, music, worship, mm -hmm. that those are, are going to be components of your church. Mm -hmm. um, your kids programs, all that kind of stuff, your guest services, you want... You want to do, you want to do it well. Yeah. You want to do it with excellence, and it gives your team an opportunity to flesh out those kinks, mm -hmm. right? And to yeah. flesh out those those potential problems. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think that's good, and I think that you know the you know a lot of the pushback against that. There, like I always, um, you know, I, I I see this principle of the pendulum swing oh, yeah. all over life, really. Yeah, and especially in ministry, and I think that the reaction against um, you know, having, you know, preview services and, and launch services and things like that is that there's, you know, been a lot of uh, abuses of that where sure. people will stop, you know, uh, taking the Great Commission seriously and they yeah. won't do the hard work of getting it. They the think harvest. that's church. They think right. Sunday morning is church. Right. And so what they're really doing is they're planting a, a, a church service yeah. and they're not planting a church. <clears throat> they're yeah. just planting a, 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 yeah. a worship experience or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And that's not a church. And a lot of times the people that get attracted to that it's are a facet, but it's not Christians. the church. Yeah. Right. It's a facet. And so, uh, you know, but, whenever you react against that and you just go, okay, well, we're not going to do any of this at all. And it doesn't really, we don't need to practice. We're just going to let the Holy spirit lead, you know, and all this stuff like, yeah. well, you know, that I think is just, is a form of laziness just on the other yeah. side, because now you're just being late. Like I, I was talking to uh, somebody yesterday and we were uh, talking about uh, the volunteer roles at our church and some things like that yeah. and how we're, we're trying to help our people uh, see the importance of those things. And we yeah. were just talking about, you know, uh, thinking back uh, to the book of Exodus when God was giving uh, the priesthood kind of the prescribing uh, how they were to care for the temple and how Come they on. were to care for the uh, like the art the utensils Structure, and how order. they were to yeah, do the, the sacrificial uh, the sacrifices and things like that and I was telling him I was like man if 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 they had treated the temple the way that some of us treat the way that we set up and volunteer on Sunday yeah. mornings, boy, God yeah. would not have been cool with that at Absolutely, all. Absolutely, man. Right? And so, you know, that stuff matters. It does matter. And so I think preview services kind of help us prepare to do things with excellence. I, I agree, man. And, and here's the other thing, too, about preview services. I, I've heard some of those same arguments. You know, it's like, you're. It, why not just like kind of organically when you get so many people in the harvest, you know, kind of start your church and like you start doing it like really casually, organically. But man, I've, I've seen this now a handful of times and, and, and you have too, with your guys' experience, there's something when you do preview services, when you, you can only knock on so many doors. If you have a core team of 10, you can only knock on so many doors. Mm -hmm. There's a uh, 165,000 people in Oshawa, I believe. Yep. Um, you know, when you do other things like, uh, social media, you know, um, Facebook ads, uh, mailers, website, all that kind of stuff. You're casting the message on a, you're, you're casting the net on a broader scale mm -hmm. and you're inviting more and more people mm -hmm. into your, your, uh, your service. Mm -hmm. You're going to give them the gospel. They're going to hear Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, we don't believe in you know, trying to get as many people in the room so you can like try to whatever, wow them with your cool experience. It's about 
I want as many people as possible here because I'm going to give them the gospel. Yep. Throwing the kitchen sink at lostness. Yeah. We've got a guy right now who I'm not going to say any details, but he's from a, uh, he, he just came here recently and he's from a UUPG. Yeah. There are literally no known churches amongst his people. Unchurched, unreached people. And he's now heard the gospel and he's hanging around because why? Because of a a meetup group that we did uh, through soccer. We've got, uh, two other new believers. We've got one, uh, who's from a, uh, uh, an Islamic country. Uh, his entire family is Muslim. He came to Christ uh, several months ago, and he found, uh, you know, we, we met him just like one yeah. of our church members in the harvest. We got another girl who found out about us through a Facebook ad. We yeah. got another person uh, who came to Christ and now is sharing the gospel with their family through flyers. We got another girl um, who was just out with us last night. We knocked on her door. Yeah, like, it's dude. just, there's so many different ways to reach people. All of it. I mean, I know we're going to talk about like marketing and stuff, you know, um, later on, but you know, here's the thing, man, you know, like. Anything and everything to get people into the kingdom of God. Anything and everything. You know, um, it's like uh, we have people at Fellowship Pickering who – I'll give you a perfect example. We're doing a – we have a baby dedication service on on Sunday. A what? A baby dedication service. You said that really fast. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like this medicine and (laughs) the sign is messing and like my coffee is kicking in. Uh, But, you know, we're having a baby dedication service on Sunday. But this family, man, listen, what they just not, they just, they had a tough time having children, mm-hmm. a little, little bit older in life. And God had, has finally blessed them. And they had a little baby, mm-hmm. little baby boy. And, um, you know, they, they want their grandmother's having her 70th birthday. Mm-hmm. They, they invited our family to, to come and they're doing a joint celebration on Saturday, the day before their baby dedication. Gonna have all this family there, and they said, Pastor, we want you to give them the gospel, and we want to do a baby dedication uh, over our son in front of all of our family. But we want you to primarily share the gospel because a lot of our lost family is going to be there. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do the dedication formally the next day on Sunday. But you know how we met them? Knocking on doors. Yep. Um, you know, we've got people in our church who found us online. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we got a young lady in our church right now who, uh, is tracking with us and excited about what God's doing at Fellowship Pickering. She found us online. She just now moved from BC. Mm. Um, you know, we've got, we've had people come to Christ because they got a flyer in the mail and, um, you know, and they, they come, they hear the gospel. They hear that Jesus loves them. They can repent of their sins and place their faith and trust in him. And they, they repent right there, mm-hmm. put their trust in him, are baptized and get into a discipleship relationship. We've had... You just gotta. I, I never understand the mentality, you know, of um, of you know people. We we just we're 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 terrible at throwing stones at each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we have our methodologies, and other people have their methodologies. And we said earlier, you can be wrong if you want to. We're joking. I mean, hear us. We, you know, obviously what we do, we believe in. Yep. But we're we're learners in yep. the fellowships. Yep. We want to listen and learn from anybody, yep. even if we don't have some of the same methodologies mm-hmm. we can learn mm-hmm. from anyone sure. and 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 um you know and you know we, we throw around these terms like seeker sensitive service like i mean I, I know the connotation of what that means and you know i don't necessarily agree with it but at the same time i don't want it to be so weird and awkward that somebody who is curious the word we use is curious in our discipleship pathway stages but if somebody is curious i don't want them coming into our service and being so weirded out yeah. by the weird 
cultural religious things that we do mm-hmm. that aren't even biblical you know just mm-hmm. the, the 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 patterns and the, the the things that we can do i don't want that either we want we only thing we want them to be uncomfortable with is the holy spirit yep that's, that's right. it that's right and uh so anyways yeah i i just think the 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 point is is that you can you can do uh you can have a corporate gathering uh and you can do it well yeah and get the gospel out and not um uh, compromise on that and you can get in the harvest and yeah. you can you can like we said throw the kitchen sink at loss and you should always have people at all ends of the spectrum in your sunday gathering mm-hmm. I, I i believe that yep i believe you should have lost people in your services on sunday yep. you should have mm-hmm. uh matured disciples yep. in your services yep. and um I, I i believe that because if you're in the harvest if you're inviting people people come on your website or whatever god's done something in their life like mm-hmm. this individual you guys hit up yesterday in the harvest Mm -hmm. and met you know maybe they had a tragedy they google churches in oshawa they find fellowship oshawa don't know christ man Mm -hmm. you got to be prepared for that i just i never understand how why certain planners get so passionate and they about certain things and they they like box out Mm -hmm. all these potential people yeah you know yeah absolutely so having said that then like we talk about preview services and things like that. If you're kind of doing, um, you know, like one of the, one of the things for, I think that when I think about a preview service, kind of what you're doing is a a little bit like what, um, you know, I think Paul tried to do, uh, in the book of Acts, when I see him going into a new area, they would try to gather where now they would go to the synagogues, right? Where people were already gathered. We don't have like synagogues today full of people necessarily where we can just go in and start preaching the gospel. Um, uh, although, well, never mind. I don't have time to tell that story right now. Yeah. But anyways, you know, but, you know, in a way, what you're able to do is you're able to go in and be very upfront with the gospel, start sharing, you know, on the streets, sharing with people that you're around, and then start yeah. uh, hosting some gatherings and inviting people into yeah. it and saying like, hey, this is the message of salvation. Uh, this is the good news about Jesus Christ. And here's the vision for this, this called out people of God that we envision being started right here. And we envision starting many more uh, of these churches, uh, these called out people of God all over uh, this region. And we, we want, we're inviting you first and foremost into a relationship with Jesus and then to be a part uh, of this community and to be a part of the kingdom of God, of what God's doing uh, overall on a large scale. And I I think that's kind of what preview services are, is that like, Hey, this uh, it's an opportunity to be a herald to to announce like, hey, like God wants to do a new thing yeah. here. It's opportunity to be a part of something bigger than yourself. Yeah, you know, to come in and hear a vision that it's going to. That's why it's so important when you are doing preview services. If that's your model, you know, you gotta you gotta lay out vision for people clearly to see how they can become engaged inside that church and outside. Mm-hmm. What that looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what what specific things should be accomplished at a preview service? Like what what are you what are you looking for um, yeah. at a at a preview service? I would say n- pri- primarily number one is the gospel. You always got to give Jesus. That's like a given. But just for mm-hmm. our listeners, I want to because I think sometimes we we think like we're I'm going to have this witty message and um, I'm going to be careful not to offend. You think guys overthink the sermons? I, I think guys services. overthink the sermons. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I think guys overthink it. And um, you know, previews are time for vision. Previews are a time for. Uh, clarity about what you're going to be about as a church. Mm-hmm. Um, you're laying those DNA blocks. You're laying the foundation down, and um, man, give people the gospel. It, it's it's it, 
you can be, you can have witty titles or you can talk about whatever mm -hmm. you could. I mean, we always want to communicate in a way that's going to connect with people. Mm -hmm. Um, but primarily give them Jesus. That's the most important thing. Give them, give them, give them Jesus. I think the other things you want to accomplish in your previews is, uh, we hammer home a lot next steps, mm -hmm. you know, like the difference to me in starting preview services or, or, or starting Sunday morning services and, and starting churches is how clearly you define next steps how they can be engaged, how they can be involved. The the one thing we see over and over and over again here is that so many people are disconnected in life. Mm -hmm. We The GTA, the greater Toronto area is so crazy. It's so busy and people are lonely. People don't, a lot of people don't have friendships. A lot of people don't have relationships. You're doing such a disservice if you're not connecting people into small groups to where they can study the Bible, where they can learn how to pray. They can do those kinds of things. Fellowship opportunities where they can just, have fun together, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so we think of next steps and then how they can be a part of serving the community like right away. Yep. So like, uh, you know, James at Bovo, they had this preview service and, um, you know, they're having a family night, a uh, family fun night, and, and they invite people in their church to go out and serve and mm -hmm. to make connections and relations. Those are the kinds of things I think of what should be accomplished. You know, next steps are really, really important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Letting people know they can be a part of what you're doing. And that, that prevents that mentality of, well, when y'all become a church, let me know. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Just because you don't meet here every Sunday doesn't mean we're in church. Right. That mentality is what they mean by that is let me, let me know when you start meeting regularly and I'm going to be here and sit on Sunday mornings. Exactly. And that's what you don't want. Right. And so it's our, we're, we're our own worst enemy sometimes as planners. We give people permission to do that. Mm -hmm. And so even people don't know Christ, you can start to invite into service opportunities yep. and they'll do it, man. Yep. They will do it, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta cast that vision clearly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think for, you know, the preview service, just, you know, tempering your expectations as well. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, as a, as a planter, like this, this preview service is not the, the be all end all. It's not going to make or break everything. Um, honestly, like you should probably just lower your expectations because your sermon is probably not going to shatter the earth and, you know, like bring, you know, 700 people to their knees and, yeah. you know, like things like that. And I think a lot of times like that's what we, we won and we're kind of hopeful for, but a lot of times, man, the big wins at, at a preview service is just like uh, that one family that, yeah. that came and visited and they start to follow up and, yeah. and, and kind of get connected. And that's, and that's a huge, huge win if if you're doing that. You it's, know an, I mean? it's another way to see. It's another another good thing for previews is a way to to let your core group see like, oh wow, this is this is like really happening. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we we're we're gonna do this, yep. and um, that's really good. I, I've been working with a guy out west, and he's got a core team of fifty five. They had their first preview service a couple weeks ago, wow. and they had um, he's a tough place, and they had. 27 people from the community come and like eight people from the missions team come and he sent me the numbers and they have 55 from his core group mm -hmm. and he moved out there with his family and over the past year or two like god's done this and i'm like dude that's that's amazing mm -hmm. to have a core team of 55 mm -hmm. so to let them be let them have those services and that's good yeah it is it is what about in between preview services? Like as you're, you know, so whether you're having one or two or three, um, you know, in between those services and in between the services and the launch, what should what should you be doing? Man, you know, those 
again, rhythms. Yeah. You've got to have your rhythms. I remember when we started fellowship pickering, nobody really taught us this. We just kind of did it from instinct. Um, but we had, so we had our, we, we had a, we had a smaller core team. Um, but when we, we, when we started preview services, we started to get some momentum. I think one of the best things we ever did was, um, we would have community events between every preview. And then we, we had already started up a life. We call them life groups at fellowship pickering. We'd already started up a life group with our core team. Mm -hmm. So it was easy to invite people into that. Um, and so we did, uh, after the Sunday, immediately after every preview service, we would do what we called a pastor's open house. Mm-hmm. And people would pile into our little 900 square foot townhouse. I remember the first time we did it, we had 36 or 33 people come. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. We didn't expect that. We thought some people would come. But every time we did it, somebody would come. Yeah. And what it did was it gave us an opportunity to share vision one-on-one mm-hmm. in our home. They got to see we're normal. One guy one guy came to our house and was like, wow, you know, um, when I first pulled up, I was like, oh, surely this isn't their place. Because it was kind of a dump, you <laughs> yeah. know? And he's like, I didn't think a pastor lived in a place like this. And I was like, you know, I don't know how to take that, but I'll take it as a compliment, you know? <laughs> uh, but anyways, having those rhythms where you're, you are doing something together. Mm-hmm. You're in the harvest. You don't just stop once you start your previews. You're yeah. in the harvest Get some cart. Go to Vistaprint. We do we we do everything in the beginning from Vistaprint. We didn't have a huge budget. Go to Vistaprint. Print up some general information about your cards. Give those things out to anybody, everybody. Yep. yep. You know, all that uh, stuff. That's, man, you've got 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 to have that stuff. Your ducks in a row. Like you've got to have. Yeah. Like cards with your church's information on it. You yeah. got to be. Yeah. Like these are little things that you're not thinking about a lot of yeah. times that you got to be prepared for. Like you need to have that information. You need to yeah. you need to be an ambassador for uh you know for the kingdom uh, first and foremost and then yeah. secondly for your church that God's called you to plan in that community you know yeah. because nobody's gonna know about it if you're not telling them about it and I love what you said about meeting with your core team um, I, I know when we were commissioned out of Fellowship Pickering uh, that you know that was right before that was like the week before our first yeah. preview service. And we started meeting in our living room for church. Yep. We had church in our living room between yeah. preview services, Absolutely. and we were able to invite people into that. And by that time, we had already seen uh, several people in the harvest yeah. come to Christ. Uh, and so they, we had baptized them, and they were now you know, on the core team, and they were meeting with us on a yeah. regular basis. A couple of them are still with us today. Yeah. Um, and, and by the way, um, this is just me uh, personally. I, I'm a pretty f- strong believer in the fact that Man, you really, really need to labor towards and pray towards seeing fruit in the harvest before yeah. you launch your church. Yeah. I just think that it's so important because if you if you're not if you haven't seen fruit in the harvest, yeah, um, then it is so easy yeah. to shift into well, I'm just going to depend on getting my service launched yeah. and that will be what will bring people yeah. into the kingdom of God is when I launch my service and that's not where it's going to come from. Yeah, like you, it's, you can't, you, you can't like, we're, we always say we're not in charge of fruit, but you are in charge of your faithfulness. Yep. You are in charge of, you're not in charge of the results. Right. But you know, what we measure at the fellowships is how many doors are you knocking on? How often are you going into the harvest? Because why do we do that? Mm-hmm. Because we we believe because the Bible says so. The fields are plentiful. Yep. Um. You know. And so, 
if you do it enough, you're going to see fruit. Mm -hmm. It's so we don't, we don't measure results, but yeah, it's a good word. I mean, you got to be in the harvest. You got to be engaging lost people. You got to have relationships with lost people. Mm -hmm. You got to be, you know, um, you got to constantly be connecting with people. And that's, that's the thing. And, you know, looking back on it, the biggest mistake we made, um, as we started to gain momentum at Fellowship Pickering and we started to grow our, 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 core team and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We didn't, we didn't teach them how to be in the harvest. Mm -hmm. I would, I would take somebody out with me in the harvest, you know, like I would take guys out with me cause I was doing it and stuff, but I didn't make that shift where it's like, man, we got to get these people to make that, that, that paradigm, you know, mm -hmm. shift. And, um, and so, but you know, those things. And then I would say this too, like you asked, what should you be doing in between teaching them, uh, you know, how to be in the harvest, how to engage lost people, how to build relationships, but how to pray, man. I think one of the things that is most concerning to me when I talk to church planners or leaders and stuff like that is the, the de-emphasis on prayer. Mm -hmm. I think we just assume things are happening and they're not happening. Yep. Yeah. We just assume like, yeah, that guy's praying. Like they're not praying. You know what I mean? And with your, you need to be having some, some consistent time of prayer. And you know, for our listeners, like, well, what do you do with lost people in your core team? They're tracking with you, man. Mm -hmm. you, you don't, don't ask them to pray. You know what I mean? Like, don't say, Hey, like Bob, you want to lead us in prayer tonight? He doesn't know Jesus. Obviously he might not be tracking with you very much longer, mm -hmm. but what better example for him to see God's people crying out on behalf of lostness. We've been in those scenarios over and over again. Mm -hmm. Nobody gets offended. They're with you because the Spirit's doing it in their life. Mm -hmm. And so I think in those times, really strategically praying and being focused on your prayer time and then your leadership development, your pipeline, that stuff should be happening. Yep. Getting getting people in roles yep. um, to serve inside the church. Yep. If you're not doing that, man, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, definitely get your core team organized in terms of, you know, hey, who's going to play what role? Yeah. Um, Try to stay what you it's, I think it's unavoidable when you first start, like everybody's going to have to do a little bit of everything in yeah. a sense, but you needs you, you at least need to have everybody kind of going, okay, well, here's my main area of responsibility. Like yeah. this is your gift set, Bob. So you're going to, you're going to focus mainly over here and Susie, here's your gift set. So uh, why don't you focus mainly over here yeah. and just, you know, kind of beginning to, to set the, set the tone yeah. uh, in terms of, of, of having people put in the right spots. Uh, recording their gift set. I also think um, getting involved in, in things in your city is so important. Oh, like absolutely. Not just right from the beginning. Like you can't just go, I mean, going door to door is great and you should be doing that, but like you need to be like volunteering. You need yeah. to be like, if there's a community event or something like that, like go to it, uh, go shopping, you yeah. know, there, like find your, you know, find a barber shop and start going to the same one, find a gym, start going there at the same time, yeah. all the time. Like, like join a club, join yeah. a soccer league, whatever, like do yeah. things where you're going to be around people in the community, immerse yourself in, in your, in your field. Like yeah. you've got to immerse yourself in, in your field. Uh, and, and honestly, like, I think that's where a lot of the fruit came from. That's, that's where it came from for us was yeah. initially, like those initial people on our core team came from, uh, our time volunteering at yeah. a place called the refuge yeah. here yeah. Uh, in Oshawa, where we just began to, uh, to spend time there and we began to share the gospel mm. uh, with people. And we started seeing people come to Christ. Uh, and it wasn't until after that, that we started seeing some fruit going door to door and things like that. And I would say 
you know, also what you have to understand is every planner listening out there is there's probably a group of people in your community that they're hungry for more. Yep. Um, they're probably already Christians and they might be baby Christians. They may, they most likely they've never been discipled. They've never been mentored. Mm -hmm. They don't know what it means to take the great commission seriously or whatever. Um, and they're probably their church attendance is probably sporadic if even they go. Mm -hmm. And we've met those people. Yep. And you've met those people. And they're just, man, they're ready to be called to something bigger. Mm -hmm. And you share that vision. They're like, wow, I could I could sink my teeth into this. Mm -hmm. I would say one more thing, man, um, just because you you know my heart is a multiplier, is like, find a guy if in the beginning, find I love what the Send Network is doing with like this pipeline. It's incredible, you know, but um find some people men and women in your core team on in a beginning stage, start to think already from the very beginning, start to infuse a DNA of multiplication mm -hmm. already. Talk about it all the time. Talk about multiplying. When we multiply, when, when this church starts another church, some of you aren't going to be here. Like use that language. Yeah. You start to use that language. Now it'll do a couple of things. It'll prepare you when they say like, I want to go and start another church. You won't start to say like, well, these are my people, you know, yeah. um, it, cause they're not, none of them are ours. Nope. It's all guys. And then, you know, secondly, um, you can start to, as the planter, you know, you can start to specific, you can start to strategically and specifically pour into those people. Mm -hmm. You can start to give your life to those people mm -hmm. and prepare them. And those are the people you say, come out into the harvest with me. Yeah. When we go out to the harvest as a church, I want you with me. I mm -hmm. want you seeing how I do it. Yeah. And, um, I would say that too during the during the in between services. Amen. Well, man, we're uh, probably out to wrap it up, getting close to running out of time. Yeah. Um, marching orders. You have any final marching orders? Golly, man, we talked about a lot. We did. Um, you know, I would say maximize your time. Maximize your time. Sit down with the list and prioritize what needs to be prioritized. Yeah. Because here's the thing, man, you know, you will get so consumed with the tyranny of the urgent. Mm -hmm. You'll, you'll waste time on like banner design and mm -hmm. like, and, and website stuff. And, and I'm not saying I, maybe I shouldn't use waste time because those things need to happen. They're important. Mm -hmm. Um, but you as the planter, you need to prioritize the most important thing. The there's not, there is nothing more important than being in the harvest right. as That's a right. planter. Nothing. Yep. If, you, if you're not, if you're not sharing your, if you're not sharing your faith, if you don't have a new story, like fellowships, our our, our vision is uh, helping our churches write new stories of kingdom expansion. Yep. If there are not kingdom stories mm -hmm. in your life, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, or if all of your stories are just about like what happened at your preview service, like that's great. Yep. But, you know, it's great God's doing things on Sunday mornings too. But man, you got to be in the harvest. I would say prioritize the things mm -hmm. that we talked about. Mm -hmm. Don't just, you know, like sit down and say every week, I'm going to do this. I'm going to bang the drum in this area, this area, and this area, mm -hmm. you know, um, that, that's what I would say. Yeah. My, and my more marching orders are pretty similar. Be in your field, roll around in it, get dirty, you know, dig your hands in like whatever you got. I mean, be in your field yeah. all the time, like find creative ways to get in the field, yeah. you know, like be intention and be intentional with the gospel while you're out there. Like that, if if you want to start a church and you don't want to start a gathering and you're tired of uh, just a spirit of apathy and of, of a consumeristic culture in church, if you really want to start a, a church that looks like a New Testament church, then you got to get your rear end in the harvest. 
and you've got to share the gospel constantly. You've got to be serving in that community constantly and and, and find different ways to do it. If you do that, like I honestly think, man, if you're doing that and then like you said, you're abiding in prayer, like you are faithfully interceding. I I just believe without a shadow of a doubt that God will bless it and it may not come as fast as you want it to. It may not turn out exactly like you thought it was going to, but I guarantee you God is faithful and I guarantee you you'll see kingdom fruit. I agree, man. And you know, Sunday mornings to, to me, is I was talking with our staff about this a couple weeks ago. It's who who are we expecting? Because like, who have we engaged in the harvest that you would say, man? I hope I hope Karen comes on Sunday. I hope I hope Bill comes on Sunday. I hope I hope Jan's there on Sunday. You know, like I share the gospel with her or him, and they said they were interested in like coming, mm-hmm. giving them an information card. It's not the first thing you lead with, but you share the gospel. They're yellow light. They're not maybe not ready yet. I, I like to think in those terms. Mm-hmm. Thinking, think of your Sunday mornings in that way, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, you're going to get the random like people that sees your signs, yep. and you got to do all that stuff. Yep. But, but think about think about your Sundays in that way. Like, have you have you earned those guests? That's how I yeah, think about that's it. That's great. That's a, have you that's have you earned word. those guests? Like, you might get guests coming in from your website, yeah. man. Yeah. Because you do a good that's SEO right. search or whatever. Yeah. Like that's ask you know. Like I want a lot of I want a lot of people to show up in my worship service this Sunday. What makes you what What makes you think people are going to come? Why Why should people come? Yeah, is it be, if the answer is because well because we 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 sent out twenty thousand mailers? That's the wrong answer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's the wrong. And answer. you want and you want people to come off those mailers? Yes, but it's not the only thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's so. it's always it's it's not either or. It's always and. Yeah. You know what I mean? Trap. Yeah. Okay. Well, man, we could definitely keep talking about yeah, this for a long stuff. time. It's, it's really good stuff. But I hope you guys uh, benefited from this. And if you have any questions, like if you're leading up to uh, a launch or you're doing preview services or you're praying about entering into that phase, you can always reach out to Matt or myself. We love hearing from you guys. We yeah. appreciate it when you email us. It really does. Uh, I get It encourages us just to know that this, this helps uh, people. So uh, you can find our email address. Uh, in the show notes, you can email myself or Matt. Uh, you can uh, also head over to www.getinthetrenches.com and you can find that information there and you can also find other episodes. Uh, and hey, we need your help getting the word out. So if this podcast has been beneficial at all to you and it's blessed you, then please uh, share it on social media, share it on Facebook and and, and retweet it, uh, whatever you can do to get this podcast into the hands of more people. Uh, and uh, we'd be extremely grateful Uh, If you would do that, we're going to be back next Monday with another episode. So until then, get out there and get in those trenches, church planners.